I want to talk about revelations on faith. The first scripture I want to read from is found in Mark 11, 22, 23, 24, and 25. It reads thusly, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that the Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Faith, the first revelation on faith is that it comes from God. It belongs to God. It says here, have faith in God. In the Greek it says, Ehite pistin theo, which can be translated, have the faith of God, have God's faith, or have faith in God. Have faith in God, it's what it says in the King James, but have the faith of God is the more correct translation. And this is how God's faith operates. He speaks and he says, be removed. That is to the obstacles, that is to the hindrances, to his will. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Even if it's a mountain, it doesn't matter. And if God's faith is in operation, when this is spoken, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and there is no doubt in the heart, but the speaker believes that those things which he saith shall come to pass. Then he will have whatsoever he say. He saith. It's God's faith in operation. In the beginning God spoke, and it was. God still speaks, but in the earth he speaks through man. And when he speaks through man, he brings his will to pass through man. So the faith, God's faith, God's kind of faith, we can say also, it is, it belongs to God. It comes from him, and it comes into the hearts of man through the word of God, because faith cometh by hearing the word of God, or the word of the Christ, the anointed word of God. Everybody believes something, but the privilege of believing what God says is the greatest privilege we can have, because then God is in operation in and through our lives as we yield to His faith. The second revelation on faith is that is found in Second Corinthians chapter four, verse thirteen. Second Corinthians verse four, chapter four, verse thirteen. It says, "We having the same spirit of faith." Faith is a spirit. That's why people sometimes they try to explain faith. Faith cannot be explained. Just like love cannot be explained. 
Yes, like joy cannot be explained. Yes, like fear cannot be explained. These are all spirits. Same way, the spirit of faith is a spirit. And, and the Word of God says we have the same spirit of faith. The believer has the spirit of faith. And that spirit has to be nourished by the Word of God, has to be nourished by prayer and by speech aligned with God's Word. The spirit of faith. Hallelujah. You can see a person that have faith. They also have joy about them. And those joy and faith go together. The Bible says that Jesus was anointed by the Father, the Christ, Hamashiach, the anointed one. He was anointed with the oil of gladness, it says in Psalms. And it says then also in the New Covenant that he was anointed with oil of gladness. He walked in faith. The Word of God says in Hebrews 10.35, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Actually, that's 2 Corinthians 5.7. We walk by faith, not by sight. In Hebrews 10.35, it says that just shall live by faith. Actually, it says in 10.35, and then in 10.38, it says that just live by faith. 10.35 says, Cast not away the for confidence, which is faith, which has great recompense of reward. And then verse 38, For the just shall live by faith. Jesus was the just. He lived by faith. And therefore he had joy. So faith and joy to go together. They're both spirits. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So there's no such thing as a person that doesn't have joy that it, 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 it has faith. No. Faith and joy go together. We rejoice because we know that God heard our prayers when we prayed, as we read in Mark 11, 22, 23, 24, and 25. When we prayed, we believed that we received. That's when we are impregnated with the Word of God that will be birthed through our lives because of the spirit of faith Hallelujah, praise the Lord. So, faith is a spirit. Now, the third revelation on faith is found in Romans 12. Romans chapter 12. Verse 1, verse 2, and verse 3. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me, that to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Faith is given to us in the measure by God. We can increase this measure by believing what God has spoken to us, by seeking His will, seeking His word, by yielding to His will. 
by being obedient, this measure that has been given to every believer, there's no such thing as a born-again believer that doesn't have the faith of God or a measure of the faith of God in their lives. Some have more because some have built it. They have studied the Word and that's how the faith is increased. They have been speaking in tongues and that's how we build ourselves up in our most holy faith. These are all truths from the Word of God. A measure has been given to everyone. So we need to acknowledge that we have faith and not ask God for faith. The man said, God, he said, help my unbelief. But see, the Lord has helped our unbelief when he saved us and he gave us his measure of faith. Hallelujah. The fourth aspect or revelation on faith is found in Galatians 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. It reads thusly, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. One of the fruits of the Spirit is faith. Again, it's a spirit. It's a gift. It's a fruit of the Spirit. That's what we're speaking about now. It's a fruit of the Spirit. When we receive the Spirit, we also receive faith. We read before that we receive a measure of faith. It's a fruit. It's a consequence. It's something that the Holy Spirit produces in our lives. Just like the Holy Spirit produces love. And we have to yield to that love. And it produces joy that we spoke about before. We have to yield to that joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Nehemiah 8.10 It produces peace. But we have to yield to that peace. Shalom in Hebrew. We have to yield to that. It's a gift from the Lord. And it produces long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. So the Spirit of God and one of the fruits is faith. And all these fruits of the Spirit are cultivated and they grow through the Word of faith, through the Word of God. And through our obedience to the instructions of the Spirit of God. A fruit of the Spirit of God. Now, the next revelation, the fifth revelation on faith is what I mentioned N namely we, fi we find it uh, in 1 Corinthians 12 in verse 9 here to another faith by the same spirit now here we read about the spiritual gifts the spiritual gifts that Paul talked about here are nine different gifts the three gifts to speak, three gifts to think, and three power gifts, if you divide them up into categories. The three gifts to think, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Three gifts to speak, 
gift of tongues, gift of interpretation, gift of prophecy. Three power gifts or three gifts to act. The gift of miracles, the gifts of healing, and the gift of faith. This is a supernatural impartation of God's faith into our spirit. We have a knowledge, our, we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that what God has spoken is so. We do not doubt. Again, we have to protect this faith. We have to not listen to things because that are contrary to that faith because the devil will try to rob us of our faith and it is possible to lose it therefore we have to protect our thoughts like it says in 2nd Corinthians 10 5 bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ to the obedience of the anointing to the obedience of the Word of God we have to protect this gift of faith as conviction in our spirit beyond the shadow of a doubt that what God had promised has promised us that he will also perform we'll read that about Abraham he had faith he had a gift of faith I believe when he in Romans 4 19 20 21 it says and be not weak in faith he considered not his own body he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. He didn't look to Sarah too old. He looked to himself being too old. He called himself a father of nations because God gave him that name, the new name. And that new name, that new name was what produced faith that was growing until it became the gift of faith and he was totally convinced beyond the shadow of a doubt that he would be the father of not only Israel but of nations not only of one people not only one family but through that one family all families will be blessed through Yeshua HaMashiach, HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ would include all the other nations. When Jesus came, he spoke to the Hebrew children, but the Hebrew children were called by God to reach all other nations. Remember Joseph, how Joseph was used by the Father? And he saved the world from starvation. Joseph, a type of Jesus, is Jesus that the children of Israel were the ones that blessed, or God used Joseph to save the world. Even so, God has used Jesus, Yeshua, to save the world and to save the world from spiritual starvation and death because the letter kill it but the spirit give it life Romans 6.23 no Romans 6.23 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord 
2 Corinthians 3, 6, the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. It's not enough with the Word. We need the Spirit. We need the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Faith is one of the gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The non-gifts of the Spirit. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Faith is a grace. It's something that God gives us. We cannot work ourselves up in our willpower and say, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, and, and make ourselves believe. No. It's something that comes to us as we yield to God's Word, and we study God's Word, as we pray in the Spirit, as we obey the voice of God, as we do the Word of God. James 1.22, But be ye doers of the Word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For by grace are you saved. We can also say, for by grace are we healed. For grace are we provided for. How? For by grace are we provided for. By faith. Not by ourselves. It is a gift of God. Not the works, lest any man should boast. It's not something we can do in ourselves. It is the gift of God. Romans 4.16 say, says, Therefore it is by grace, excuse me, therefore it is by faith that it must be by grace. So faith and grace go together. Faith is a grace, and grace comes through faith. It's been given to us by the Father. We have been given this is offered to us and we can say yes to it or we can say no but if you're struggling with believing just yield I would I would strongly advise you to just speak out loud and say I receive by grace faith for my healing I receive faith for my deliverance I receive faith for my salvation. I receive faith for my provision and prosperity. For by grace am I saved through faith, and that not of myself. It is the gift of God, not the works, lest any man should boast. Therefore it is by faith that it must be by grace God has given this to us. He has given this to us. He has given us His faith. And He has given us His grace so that He can be glorified through our lives and the works of the devil can be destroyed so that sin can be destroyed. 1 John 3.8 says, Therefore it is by, excuse me, it says, For this purpose the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. How did he do it? Through the anointing. How did he do it? By faith. How did he do it? By the grace of God that was manifested through Jesus, the Son of God, that came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. 
May God richly bless you to receive the grace of God and the faith of God for whatever need you have in your life. In Jesus' name, amen.